0: This is Blood Moon Milk, the astrology podcast that comes out every new and full moon to help guide you on your mindfulness, meditation, and manifestation journey. I'm your host Aurora and welcome to Gemini season. Happy birthday to all those lovely Gemini babies out there. This episode is dedicated especially to you. We'll be covering all the Gemini goodness that's going on surrounding this new moon, and then we'll switch gears and look at its sister sign of Sagittarius and all the energies surrounding the upcoming Sagittarius full moon later in the month. We'll wrap things up with a little comparison of these opposing energies and give you some ideas about using this time period for your own personal growth. Let's kick things off with the song Basket Case by Green Day. Gemini's, this song is especially for you. Do
1: you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once? I am one of those melodramatic fools, neurotic to the bone, no doubt about it. Sometimes I give myself the creeps Sometimes my mind plays tricks on me It all keeps adding up I think I'm cracking up And am i just paranoid am I just stop I went to a shrink Says it's like a sex that's bringing me down I went to a whore He said my life's a boy Joke with my wife and the sex bringing her down Sometimes I give myself the creeps Sometimes my mind plays tricks on me It all i up not going
0: precipitation point through which planetary energies pass through to us. Other than the sun, he provides his own energy, but for every other planet in our solar system, the moon acts as a portal for those energies. And the new moon is prime time for manifesting. Full moons are beautiful, but the real magic starts when the moon is resting and even dreaming, if you will. It's the time when you put your order in with the universe about something your soul desires, and then the universe can help you out by conspiring on your behalf. You don't need to know or have any idea about how things are going to work out or how what you want will come to you, but just by believing it'll work, Out in your favor, and by also putting in a little practical magic, you know, i.e., doing the things that you're supposed to be doing anyway. So, this would mean going to school, going to class, or learning a trade, like putting all of those regular, very practical things into place enables the universe to help you out more and more. Um, so don't just expect magic to happen because you asked for it. You have to show up and do the work too. Otherwise there won't be a conduit through which magical energies can come to you. So with that being said, um, you can be sure your intentions will be heard and what you need will come at the exact moment when you need it most. It's helpful to know your sensitive spots on your natal chart when we're talking about astrology and especially the patterns in the flow of the moon. And this can help you to see when uh, there are potential personally, uh, meaningful lunations. Um, and this could be any time when the new full and or quarter moons are in the sign, uh, or maybe, um, in the sign of, uh, planets that you have a stellium in, um, which that just means that there's more than one, um, well, more than three personal planets in a sign. So for myself, uh, I can use my own chart as an example because its I know it pretty well. Um, I have a stellium in the sign of Scorpio. So um, while my natal moon is in the sign of Libra, uh, when the Scorpio full moon came around, a lot of people found it to be particularly intense. But because I have so many personal planetary energies in that sign... It was, even though Scorpio is known for being an extra intense energy and uh, a, an energetically um, challenging sign, if you will. And a lot of people said that they were feeling stressed out, a little bit bombarded. A lot of water signs did, but. Um, for me, it felt pretty great. I had a lot of fun and I was really busy. I was out doing stuff. So that's what I mean by just knowing your chart and being able to kind of keep an eye on when uh, there's either a full moon or a quarter moon crisis. Um, I write about those in the Daily Dose email that if you are not a subscriber, make sure you are because um, it's just extra helpful to have that daily dose of astro news weather, astro news weather, um, to come through in your inbox just to give you a little heads up about that day's energy. But, um, it, when you know your own personal signs and signifiers and potential points on your chart that can be challenging, you go into it prepared. You're not just walking blindly through life. And that is helpful. That's helpful to help you plan for stuff and also to understand like why things worked out the way they did. And it can just be a bit of a balm. It can be kind of soothing to know um, what. Was at play that you otherwise might have struggled with. So, with that being said, let's talk about Gemini, and then we can talk about the Gemini new moon transits that are surrounding this upcoming new moon. So, Gemini. Gemini is the third sign in the zodiac. It's the first air sign, and it is mutable in quality. A Gemini is a delicate, complicated, changeable creature, and they're known for being equal parts witty, chatty, flighty, and and impulsive. The only thing you can really count on when interacting with Gemini is that you'll never really know what or who you'll get. Uh... That's also kind of why I chose that song, Basket Case, to illustrate the energy of Gemini. Gemini is the first and therefore most volatile air sign ruled by Mercury first and foremost. Mercury rules functions of the mind, how you take in and process information, how you learn, how you like to think and strategize, how you communicate, speak, and write. Your view of the world and your place in it is formed in large part by the way Mercury functions in your chart. Mercury is a messenger of the gods. And as such, he's blessed the sign that he rules over with the gift of the gab. There's also a lot of really talented musicians in the sign of Gemini or having Gemini factors strongly in their charts. So there's going to be a lot of good music on this episode. A heads up. In Greek mythology, Mercury was known as Hermes, and it was the Romans who gave him his name, Mercury. Hermes was known as the messenger. He didn't act on his own, but at the behest and the influence of the other gods. Many of the world's greatest musicians are solar Geminis or have Geminis strongly aspected in their charts. Mercury is also known to be a bit of a trickster god in his reputation, and as trickster, made him a patron of thieves. Mercury is particularly prone to trickster behavior when he is moving in retrograde which isn't happening by the way but because there are so many other planets in retrograde it kind of feels like there's chaos at ruling everything at the moment just a side note like other trickster gods mercury reminds us that just when we think we've defined the sacred uh and what we want and we kind of have things figured out, the further we are away in reality. Uh, the writer Joseph Campbell explored the trickster motif and he suggested that it's meant to move us beyond the image of quote unquote, quote, uh, the God to the energy represented by the God. By moving beyond the image, we are closer to our own higher power The trickster motif found in Every pantheon also reminds us that the greatest wisdom tends to come from unlikely sources and that the most confusing of situations can resolve themselves with the benefit of healing and growth that we might not get from any other situation that inspires a gratitude that is legendary. After all, that's the source of myths and legends themselves, isn't it? Stories that are so profoundly personal that they become myths and legends, but they have to start somewhere. Mercury primarily rules the communications we have with others and with ourselves, as in the way that we think and the sentiments we reinforce with our minds when we think. This is something that takes place constantly and is ever-changing, and it's also very easily influenced by people around you, people you spend time with. With Mercury zipping around in the sky, his movement can mirror the rapidness with which ideas and stimulus flow in and around us. In a person's astrology chart, Mercury's sign and placement can indicate the way the native processes information and their intellectual orientation to the world. A well-aspected Mercury can help communications, business deals, and a poorly-aspected Mercury can do terrible damage on these fronts and have domino effects, and other parts of life as well. Mercury is the source of our intellectual virtue and proclivities. He can he rules over science, languages, dialects, philosophy, astronomy, astrology, the tongue, brain, and heart. The idea is that he rules over those organs so that he can arrange and make order and reason out of chaos. It rules religion of the forbidden, so anything occult and mystical, at least according to ancient astrology, before Pluto was discovered. So uh, a lot of these ideas are from um, the med- medieval astrological sages, and their, um, their writings and the research that was translated earlier this last century um, so I've I've been reading some of this stuff and I find it really interesting because we modern astrologers have more planets in the skies than the ancients did. So that kind of goes to why um when you think about uh signs that have been traditionally associated in our era with Pluto, how some of the the themes of other planets have gotten merged into and under other planetary. Entities, um, but I think that it just it goes to show there are multiple facets and personalities that can be cross combined to distillate this concepts and these reasons and these aspects of the energy further and further and further. But yet they're still very much related. The ancient astrologers would also consider. Venus and Saturn both to be of rulership over Gemini energy in addition to Mercury, but they're less discussed, so let's just look at that really quickly. In the case of Venus, it's said to help lovers come into your life quickly, or, quote-unquote, to materialize from society, so to speak. Um... In regards to Saturn, it deals with communicating your wishes either for or against societal structures, and when Saturn is aspected by Mercury in Gemini or transiting through Gemini itself, gossip can have huge consequences, so just FYI about that. So with all of that background, let's go over the aspects of this new moon in Gemini, which occurs on June 3rd, 2019 at 6.02 a.m. in the morning. So the key themes of this new moon are adaptability. Uh, Gemini can go from one idea to another in the blink of an eye. How might you embrace a more flexible approach to your life? How can you benefit from increased flexibility and better understanding of those around you? So let's go over the aspects. Mercury, sun, and moon are all conjunct or aligned in the sign of Gemini. Thoughts, ideas, emotions, and focus will all be in alignment today. Mercury is at home in his domicile, blessing anything that is initiated under this new moon with a special blessing of swiftness and good communication. Quickness and clear, simple reasoning helps goals to be realized more so than usual under this transit. The sun, moon, and Mercury are all also clumped together Opposing Jupiter, who is currently retrograde in the sign of Sagittarius. Resources that have been promised may be squandered or never appear at all during this transit. Beware of situations or individuals who say anything to get you to acquiesce and maybe give something up in return for something they've promised you. This could be anything from money, promotional consideration, free products, or publicity. Um, And this transit suggests that somebody is very comfortable with bending the truth if they feel it will. Benefit them in some way. This could backfire in a huge way because Jupiter expands everything that it touches. And this might not be an intentional slight. It could just be a lack of focus or detail uh, that one party doesn't see or agree with as being port- important or even pertinent. So they just gloss over it to the detriment of others and maybe even itself down the line. But when it's happening, it just doesn't seem like. It's a big deal. So why would they pay attention to it during this transit under the new moon? Make sure your contracts are very closely evaluated for any errors that could come back to bite you in the ass. And if something feels too good to true, too good to be true, it probably is. So use your discretion. Um, just, you know, you have to really make sure that things are solid, um, the moon is going to square up with Neptune, and this transit suggests that there might be challenges or setbacks occurring, perhaps due to a lack of attention to detail again. And this se- says to me that there's going to be um, a lot of people going through, like maybe it's depends on where it is falling in your chart, but this could be anything from buying a house or um, publication deals, publicity, uh, or financial sort of situations. Um, so this could stem from a lack of attention to detail in the sense that there's a disconnectedness from your true sense of purpose. Uh, Neptune is all about our subconscious and the moon. Again, it's that portal for those planetary energies, but it also represents our emotional state. Um, so Neptune is currently transiting Pisces, and it suggests that our subconscious is not being represented as best it could um, by our exterior and outward communication. So One thing isn't really defining clearly the other thing to others very well. There's a, a communication gap um, about our true intentions and feelings. This can cause a snag, which can actually help to realign our intentions if you're paying attention. Um, you can... When you get upset when bad things happen, it's an opportunity to reevaluate what's important. Um, And just because it's a a challenging aspect doesn't mean you can't get something good out of it. Um, So keep that in mind. Make sure that you're squared up with your internal accounts, so to speak. Venus will be trying Saturn and Pluto, both currently retrograde in the sign of Capricorn. This is a favorable aspect, which suggests that there might be fortuitous unions between older established enterprises or individuals that bring good luck in everything related to finances, beauty, and even the possibility of romance. Mars in the sign of Cancer is opposite Saturn, who is currently retrograde in the sign of Capricorn. This indicates to me that there could be a conflict manifesting in a passive-aggressive nature due to some sort of outdated structure or systems of control. This comes from a place of trying to dominate or manipulate somebody Um, if you're Experiencing this or noticing this in your environment, it could really backfire and blow up in your face right now. Um, And in general, under this new moon energy, avoid operating from a place of lack or fear. Um, It'll really just sort of uh, not do you any real favors, especially if you're operating and actively trying to manifest something in your life. Uh, Asking for something because you don't have something else is. It's a a backwards energetic flow and you don't want to do that. You want to have positive, uh, concrete emotional anchors to whatever it is you're trying to manifest in your life. And if you're anchored onto this feeling of fear, you're going to get more fear. You're going to get more lack. So just keep that in mind. All right, we're going to take a quick music break. And because Gemini is all about society, let's listen to a song about that. This is Society from the band Pennywise.
1: They think there's no one else Do they put you on a show? Society! They pay a tax instead of life Nothing's left to your demise Society! Society Class a week to get the share Cause nobody's playing fair And no one cares How long you pay Makes no difference today When a society devises how you'll pay When finding the truth Makes no difference to you Any way you look at it, you're gonna get screwed You lose Society, no one here can get along Cause our history's too long Sincerity, think you're going with the flow But you never really know And it's making you insane. Society! Dead about a thousand lives. Alive. You can buy your mother's lies. Finally, I How long you play makes no difference today. When a society defies, it's how you'll pay. When finding the truth makes no difference to you. And any way you look at it, you're gonna get screwed. Yeah, I no.
0: like Blood Moon Milk and you would like to support the podcast, consider subscribing for The Daily Dose. It's an email subscription newsletter that I send out Monday through Friday with all the important transits and I animate it and it is only five bucks a month and it's a great way to stay in the loop on what's going on in the sky between episodes and you help support the show. To sign up, just head over to bloodmoonmilk.com and look for The Daily Dose in the sidebar. Thanks for listening. Let's switch gears and talk about this full moon in Sagittarius. Some refer to Sag and Gemini as sister signs, but all this really means is that the sign is opposite from each other on the zodiological wheel and therefore they have some contrasting energetic themes. While Gemini is the first air sign, Sagittarius is the most advanced fire sign, and fire needs the energy of air to flourish and to avoid suffocating. Full moons are a time of completion, fruition, and make their energy excellent for gratitude and release rituals. It's very important to always start from a place of gratitude even if your house is burning down around you of course theoretically speaking uh if you are in control of your breath that is the first and foremost thing to be grateful for so all this really means is that um if you can breathe if you're alive you have something to be grateful for and if you focus on what you have versus what you don't have that's how you signal to the universe that you're grateful and you want more So starting from that place opens the door to manifesting what it is that you want. And so never think about what it is you don't have. Just focus on the positive. Um, And Jupiter rules Sagittarius, who is the great benefic of our solar system, and he's all about positivity and optimism. He is the giver of augmentative virtue, which... This just means that he comes along joyfully singing his song and his magic is to expand everything that he touches. This can bode well, of course, if he's making nice aspects with Venus for your finances or even your love life, or it can be a bit of a disaster waiting to happen if Jupiter's expansiveness is harshly aspecting Mars because uh, that's how wars get started with a big, loud, angry bang that is huge. Um... Jupiter also traditionally rules over the legal system, which contributes to Sagittarius's endless preoccupation with the search for the truth. Ancient astrologers also attributed him to be seen as a bit of a balm toward all illnesses as well. He rules all wisdom, philosophy, the interpretation of dreams, and the subconscious, as he used to be the ruler of Pisces as well. He's also the ruler over the liver, which can explain the proclivity for many Sagittarians to be fond of drinking. He's also helpful in the merchant trade. So buying and selling of goods and services is extra beneficial when, uh, the moon is in Sagittarius. So let's look at these full moon aspects later in June. We'll have the full moon on, uh, June 17th at 4.32 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, The moon in Sag is a very physically energetic nature. This energy likes to get out and about and be a little bit of a social butterfly. This sign is one of the most naturally athletic and active energies of the zodiac. So first and foremost, I suggest getting out of the house during this full moon. Take a walk, go for a jog, maybe jog to a bar and meet up with friends and celebrate that, that love of... the the booze-a-hole, you know, drink responsibly. Uh, But Sagittarian energy is very naturally generous, joyful, and optimistic, and they can be quite the romantics when they're given their opportunity, but Sagittarius is known as the sign of the bachelor, so don't be surprised if uh, maybe the hookup doesn't lead to anything serious, but it's fun for right now, not for a long time. Um, aspects at play during this full moon, the sun is opposite from Jupiter. This is a slow, uh, slow moving aspect that lasts for about a month. As long as the sun is in the sign of Gemini. Again, be aware of those who promise the world only to have lint in their pockets. Be aware of situations or individuals that say anything to get you to acquiesce and give something up before, uh, really, being able to investigate their backgrounds. If somebody feels like a charlatan, they probably are. Um, and this is just a bit of a challenge. It's going to, it's going to be with us until the sun moves on in to the sign of cancer. The sun is squared Jupiter, uh, who is retrograde in the sign of Sagittarius. And this was true during the new moon as well. So be aware accidents are likely during this transit and no one exactly knows why, or how these things kind of happen. It's like the hand of God sort of situations where everyone walks away going, what the fuck did I just experience. How did that happen? Where did it come from? Usually these kinds of events are completely unexpected and can be kind of traumatic, but they can also open new opportunities for communities to strengthen their bonds and to come together in the aftermath. And that's the the silver lining. And that's, I I know I am optimistic in saying this, I am a Sagittarius. So my uh, natural reaction is to always look for that silver lining, but there may be, um, a sense that information overload kind of comes with this transit as well that could result into some sort of bizarro world accident. The moon is conjunct Jupiter retrograde in the sign of Sagittarius. So this indicates that there might be a little bit of bragging going around, Um, especially this could come from people bragging about past accomplishments and it just gets to be a little much Um, because, again, that Jupiterian force, like, wants to expand on everything. Um, And they can, like, this, people can be really overly generous during this time, but um, they might also expect you to sit there and listen to their long-winded stories about how successful they were. So could make for uh, a bit of an awkward interaction. the moon will be squared with the Neptune. And this suggests that there's going to be uh, the potential for some discouraging false starts around this time that can be pretty emotional. Um, and it there it, it's possible for there to be some success that comes from this, um, but beware of chasing unrealistic goals. Uh, and there's going to be a problem with an an inattention to detail um, and just in general – a bit of confusion here. Um Neptune is all about the subconscious. The moon is about our emotions and Neptune is currently in the sign of Pisces and which it rules, it's in its domicile there, but when it's being harshly aspected, it can come out in kind of weird ways. There's still potential for this to be a good thing in the long run, but it's going to be like a good thing in spite of all your best efforts and still failing, but then it ends up at, like coming out in a good way somehow so it's like your car breaks down the side of the road you go to put your spare on and find out you don't have a wrench but somebody pulls over and gives you their wrench and that person becomes a invaluable contact or a friend of some sort I've had that kind of thing happen personally before uh thank you to you know who you are (laughs) thank you though Mercury will be conjunct Mars during this uh, full moon. And this just suggests that there's going to be a lot of action and active thoughts flying around. Um, the theme here is ideas are being put into action. And you'll be seeing the fruition of this. This is mirrored by the, the fullness of the moon as well. So it's going to be a very active, busy time. And it's not going to be just theory or... It's going to be actions being taken. So these are like pretty mentally stimulating and alert periods of time where you've got a lot of errands, a lot of spinning plates you have to attend to. Um, And this could be, uh, there could be the need for advanced technical or mechanical skills being put to use during this transit in some way. Let's take a quick music break and we'll wrap up the rest of the show. This song is Jupiter's Call by Trevor Hall.
2: Well, I've been riding around Saturn's rings, learning how each one sings. Jumping from star to star Finding my own heart I've been learning to slow down Putting roots in that ground Waiting till that fruit is ripe Growing up in that light The sun through my window She coming home to me it's my choice to be joyful I'm giving up all sorrow nah, nah, nah. This is my story And this is my vision Everything right on time Well, I've been hearing Jupiter's call Got me feeling strong in told Laughing at the play of life, giving me a brand new sight. The war between right and wrong, I'm putting it all in song. And trust that I do my best, letting my body rest. The sun through my window. She coming home tomorrow it's my choice to be joyful I'm giving up our sorrow na, na, na. this is my story and this is my vision everything right on time the sunshine through my window she coming home to tomorrow it's my choice to be joyful. I'm giving up our sorrow and This is my story. And this is my vision. Everything right on time. I have an
0: event coming up. On the summer solstice in Brooklyn, New York, at a place, a lovely place called Minka in Brooklyn. Um, I'm going to be teaching an astrology class about karma and the, the lunar nodes, and also doing a little summer solstice guided meditation. So sign up for that if you are in the New York area on the summer solstice. You can. Message me on Instagram at Blood Moon Milk. Uh, if you have questions, I can give you the link there or um, search for Minka Brooklyn and then go to their events page and scroll down to June 21st and book your spot. And I look forward to seeing everybody in New York. So let's look at these two opposing signs, Gemini and Sagittarius. Adaptability and a willingness to please. And change versus a never ending search for the truth. The socialite and the warrior, the twins and the centaur archer, what these two energies represent are the volatilities and changeable attitudes of society that's in opposition to personal truth from the universe. The twins represent the messages from society and are subject to popular opinion and therefore volatile, in contrast with the messages from the universe or quote-unquote God, if you want to call it that, are viewed as the truth as shorthand. This is mixed with the internal encapsulation of diametrically opposing forces of being both man and beast that the centaur embodies. So what does that mean? Um, It means that we have to look at the two tensions and the strengths and the weaknesses of the two signs to really understand how this energy balances itself out within the zodiac. One's strength is the other's weakness and vice versa. So when we think about using this energy for mindfulness, meditation, and manifestation, you have to start from a place of purity and gratitude. As these two things tell the universe, your will is good and you respect the balance, even though you might not always understand it in the moment. And it, if it, if your energy is at all negative when you sit down to work on meditation or mindfulness work you can accidentally attract negative forces that can sabotage your work so if you're just not feeling it don't do it cuz you're just like you have to really feel what it is you want otherwise it doesn't work um all goodness comes from love which is the truest highest form of energy uh and this is why in Christian text, Jesus says things like "love your neighbor." He doesn't move. He doesn't mean move to a neighborhood he you love. Um, and while I'm by no means Christian, if you've heard the podcast before, you know that. Um, but I think the point he's making here is that if you can love your neighbor and your enemy. that's the path to peace and prosperity for all on earth. Of course, this is easier said than done, and to borrow a line from the song uh, Society I played earlier by the band Pennywise, quote-unquote, no one here can get along because our history's just been too long. And it's time we stop looking for differences and start looking for similarities that can unify us. So I look at the energies of the astrological signs in the zodiac. Um, And these are mirrored and represented throughout people we know in different ways, depending on their personal particular charts. Um, But these are archetypal energies that play out over and over and over again, in different situations. And it's by looking at the similarities uh, that we can start to see how we're more alike than we are different. Um, There's a lot of astrology memes that go around on the internet being like Gemini is so bad or they're the ones who talk bad about you or Sagittarius has a big temper or a big ego or whatever it is. Um, and I think, well, you know, they can be good for a cheap laugh. Uh, I think when we're really exploring what it is that matters to us in a bigger, better, higher dimensional way, it's much more beneficial for us to look at what we have in common versus what we have in that separate us um, by finding commonalities between ourselves and our neighbors, and even people we have challenges getting along with, um, we can start to see ourselves and others, and that's how we start to build that bridge and build that community is by seeing ourselves and other people, and therefore being able to love parts of ourselves, um, and usually also I've noticed when people dislike. A quality about an individual. It, it riles them up in that some sort of very specific way. It's usually because they are singling in on a, an aspect of their own personality that doesn't sit well with them being demonstrated by somebody else. Just food for thought. So um, what I mean by all of this is that while, well, yes, we're just talking about astrology and the astrological symbols of the zodiac, um, we can See yourself and others through our similarities, similar to looking at astrological symbols. This is a translatable skill. Um, And this doesn't mean that you have to love every single person like fully. I mean, that would be really, really difficult. But if you start to look for similarities and commonalities, uh, you can start to like. See potential there. It, this doesn't mean you have to agree with them politically. Um, it just means you sense a common origin of life and respect and love of life, which all things have in common and deserve to have their life force respected. Gemini's energy wants to go and ask everybody what it's like being them specifically and how others view the world, where Sagittarian energy wants people to know the truth, whatever the, that quote unquote truth is to them. Each can be a little overwhelming if it's not well tempered. But the productive tension that exists naturally between these two signs can suggest that there's something important in both perspectives. Adaptability and a willingness to please and change from a Gemini uh, versus the never-ending search for the truth and the desire or even to preach or proselytize that perspective to the world from the Sagittarian aspect aspect of energy suggests that change is not possible without the support of society and without change being guided by truth and love, which is all that is Jupiterian in nature and energy, then the structure of the universe is in question when we move into Capricorn and those Saturnian themes as it is a natural progression of the zodiac and that's what energy wants to do. So if you are supported by a general consensus by people and you're aided by truth, then that structure that is guided by those things is fundamentally a true, honest representation of society and serves all all concerned. But if it's bloated and out of whack, there's some problems. We'll probably be getting into those issues on the Cancer season episode as we are going to have some more interesting Saturn Jupiter placements that we might get into a little bit more deeply. The chakra I recommend working with during these lunations, both new moon and full moon, is a throat chakra as that is our seat of communication to the world. So the stone that I love for throat chakra work um, is Amazonite. It helps to marry the heart energy with truthful, honest, loving communication, which Mercury and let's face it, Sagittarius too, can have some issues with sometimes. So let's use that Amazonite and let's focus on that throat chakra and give it some good, happy, white light energy. While you think about some of these questions, whose opinions matter to me? Whose opinions don't matter to me? Is there something that I can identify with as to why I reacted that specific way to the individual in question? What came to mind? Do I tend to lose myself in the thoughts, actions, and identity of others? Am I just going along for the ride or am I an active participant in my life? Am I too controlling? Do I not need to let go a little bit? What is my personal truth? How do I know what is my truth and what is wrong versus what is right? Am I just doing stuff because it's expected of me or am I overzealous about something trying to force it onto other people? Am I flexible enough or am I a doormat in any way? Okay, I'm going to wrap it up with this quote from Mary Tyler Moore that I really liked. Uh, Pain nourishes courage. You can't be brave if you've only had good things happen to you. And I find that to be just such an optimistic point of view. And I like to look at challenges in astrology, and we've certainly all felt them at one point or another, whether it's than because you've gone through your Saturn return recently, or because, uh, you know, your Mars was activated and you got into a fight that day with a boss and maybe you lost a job. We've had this stuff happen. It just manifests itself in different ways. But uh, if you look for the silver lining, I think you're always going to find opportunity to grow and to become more aligned with your true purpose here. So with that, That is this episode of Blood Moon Milk. Share the show with your friends and support the podcast by subscribing to The Daily Dose. I think a lot of people think they're subscribed to The Daily Dose, but if you're not Paypalling me five bucks a month, you're probably not subscribed. Um, So just shoot me a message or head over to bloodmoonmilk.com. You can message me at bloodmoonmilk on Instagram or consider getting in touch for a one-on-one astrology session. We can go over your natal chart, some of the challenges you've gone through and identify opportunities. So um, that's it for the podcast. Blood Moon Milk is written by me, Aurora, and engineered by the talented Adam McIntyre. I'm going to leave you with the song Stargazer by the RX Bandits off the album, Gemini. See you next time and thanks for listening.